Welcome back to In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. This month, I'm joined by Cody Dabney, the Director of Custom Vehicle Operations at Velocity Modern Classics. Based in Pensacola, Florida, Velocity Modern Classics is a custom car restoration and parts manufacturer that specializes in classic Ford Broncos, vintage trucks, and classic car restorations. Since coming on board eight years ago, Dabney and the Velocity team have transformed its business from one-off builds to full-on production lines, pumping out Restomod Broncos, F-250s, and more. During this episode, we'll discuss that transformation, their new apprenticeship program, hanging out with Jay Leno, and a lot more. So let's get in gear with Cody Dabney. Well, I'm here with Cody Dabney. He's the Director of Custom Vehicle Operations at Velocity Modern Classics. Cody, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Yeah. So I just want to start off uh, by asking you what uh, you can tell us about Velocity Modern Classics, you know, what you guys do down there, um, you know, number of employees, market segments you serve, that kind of stuff. Well, you know, when you hear Velocity, everybody thinks of Broncos, you know, and we're, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's not that we want to get away from that, but we do want to be known for doing other things, you know, mm-hmm. as time goes on and uh velocity modern classics um i we are a classic car manufacturer Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't really feel like we're a restoration shop anymore you know Mm -hmm. we are full production Mm -hmm. um we pumped out a little over a hundred vehicles last year most of those being broncos some of them um, were a few customs um you know we're 130,000 square feet about a little over a year and a half ago, we moved out of our 20,000 square foot facility. So got some room to stretch our legs now and, you know, really put the hammer down and do what we want to do and, you know, get out there. But yeah, we're, like I said, known for the Broncos. We're branching mm-hmm. out into the uh, 67, 68 Mustang Fastbacks this year, oh, the cool. F-Series, of course, which um, the F-250's kind of been all over the place, mm-hmm. a lot of coverage from that. Um, we're launching a K-5 this year. Uh, 68 to 72 got some electric things in the works if i can just put it that way so that's pretty exciting yeah for sure yeah so a lot going on yeah sounds like it um did you guys start out as just like a regular old restoration shop and it kind of developed into this more production model yeah it was definitely kind of one at a time and it was definitely more restoration you know starting with just original rusty crappy bodies and yeah you know low level low budget builds and i started with a company um nearly eight years ago and you know it was it's pretty tough back then and you know every truck was kind of a a custom build in some way shape or form and Mm -hmm. as the years went on we kind of perfected that model into what's now known as our signature series yeah so yeah what what did that process look like kind of moving into this this model where you have these kind of set cars you offer and are kind of, you know, putting a very specific limit on the, the build options. Yeah. It really came down to time. You know, everybody mm-hmm. wants something now. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's just everything in life, you know, especially yeah. with the money you want it as soon as you can get it. And we constantly, 
we're finding the battle of, you know, customers calling up and how quick can I get it? And six months to a year was just unachievable, mm -hmm. you know, and how do we dial this down into a more streamlined production process? Mm -hmm. So that's where we, you know, came up with our signature series. And basically we've narrowed it down to a, a handful of options that allow you to almost personalize the vehicle still. It's, mm -hmm. it's very, very similar to, you know, going and getting a new, you know, GM truck or Ford truck at yeah. the dealership. There's only so many options you can get there. And we've, mm -hmm. we've dialed it into that process to really streamline it and getting mm -hmm. into our new facility. We were able to create our assembly lines, mm -hmm. um, which are 10 stations and we're actually able to get our trucks built in 10 weeks now. So, wow. you know, the, the space was one of the biggest things that helped us, you know, perfect this model and really get moving with it. Mm -hmm. And what were the sorts of things that you really focused on when you were wanting to streamline that whole build process? Narrowing down the options, you know, mm -hmm. it's, years ago, it's kind of, you could get almost whatever you could, what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And we just had to kind of build around it and plan and budget for that. And, mm -hmm. you know, things were just getting extremely difficult. So we come down to, you know, just picking your interior colors, just picking the, the color of the paint, maybe the, you know, the type of transmission you were getting and just dialing those options in was what helped streamline that. Mm -hmm. Um, have you guys had any issues over the last couple of years, just getting, you know, getting parts with all the supply chain issues that have gone on? No, that hasn't been a problem at all. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I think for everybody in this industry, it's been a struggle and, you know, forecasting, you know, six months to a year in advance, mm -hmm. knowing what you need. And if you're waiting till the last minute or the time that, you know, you're actually into production with that vehicle and Hey, I need this transfer case in three weeks, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're screwed, you know, so yeah. you got to be thinking of the secondary options for parts as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we're running out of something, we've got a backup or two backups on the shelf, you know, so mm -hmm. that way production never stops when you're in a, an assembly mindset, you know, production mm -hmm. mindset, like we are, you know, you can't let the the show stop. It can't stop. It has to go. And so you got to mm -hmm. be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously not every shop can take on this model, this production model. Um, what are some of the things that you think can, can translate to a smaller shop that's still doing, you know, one or two, two cars at a time? Trying to simplify the process. Um, mm -hmm it all boils down to what you're working on too. Sometimes yeah. um, the vehicle that you're, that you're in the middle of uh, might be super hard to get parts for, mm -hmm. you know, if you're really looking to streamline, looking to getting something that, you know, parts are readily available. You're mm -hmm. trying to build something that's just ludicrous to find anything for. There's no way you're going to streamline that process, mm -hmm. you know, and just understanding what your customer wants and what you're able to do with the employees that you've got and the square footage that you've got as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you guys have kind of instituted this new apprenticeship program. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Man, I love the apprenticeship program. It's super <laughs> awesome. I mean, we, we just started this a couple of weeks ago and I think everybody in the industry is battling, you know, trying to find help and, and hire great employees. And mm -hmm. we've, we trained for a long time in every department and, you know, it's, it's just takes so much time to train one guy at a time. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't matter how many departments it is. So, you know, mm -hmm. we came to the conclusion that, you know, Hey, let's bring in 10, 11, 12 guys. Let's train them all at one time. And, you know, it's kind of like making the cut, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like tryouts. Not everybody's going to make it. We hope to retain, you know, half of what we bring into the, uh, to the training class. And, okay. you know, basically it's, you know, we've developed it almost like a classroom mentality and taken our process and dialed it into where they can learn it at a, at a little bit slower rate. 
so yeah it's it's phenomenal and it's it's really boosted the morale of the shop to see that um you know we just started in the paint shop but we've got mm -hmm. plans to do it across every department but you okay. know knowing knowing that there's help coming is <laughs> yeah. definitely boosted morale around here yeah i mean how hard is it still to find people for the apprentice apprenticeship program uh, we were, we were pretty alarmed. We had over 400 applicants for okay, a class wow. that we could only accept, you know, a little under a dozen. Wow, man. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's a good problem to have though, I guess. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty wild. You know, we had to yeah. take 400 people, dial them down to about 25 maybe, and then, you know, bring everybody in and then kind of, mm -hmm. you know, kind of speed date interview through those, through those, you know, potential candidates and kind of dial it down into, I think we came up with 11 people. Wow. So yeah, it, it was fun and it was exciting to, you know, mm -hmm. see how many people wanted to come on board with velocity and mm -hmm. get paid to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people have to, they have to pay to learn this industry or go into, you know, some kind of trade school or tech school to learn, you know, what we're doing here and we're paying you to learn. So it's mm -hmm. great. Do you, do you feel like that made for a more motivated group of students? Yeah, absolutely. Knowing that you can get a Harvard education in what you're doing and, mm -hmm. and get paid for it and know that if you work hard, that you've, you've got the initiative, you want this, you've got a job at the end of it. Mm -hmm. It's all up to them. They've got to prove themselves and, and show us they want to be here. Yeah. Um, is there any impact on kind of the, the, the company culture because of that? If, if, you know, everyone has to go through this program, they need to be dedicated to being there. Like you said, um, I don't think it's impacted it in a negative way, but mm -hmm. you know, we were very upfront with, with them when we brought them on that, you know, Hey, this, this isn't a, this isn't a game, you know, mm -hmm. we're dedicating a lot of our time. We've bought all the tools. We bought all the product. you know, we've got, you know, a couple people on board with us to help sponsor it mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we told them up front, you got to be dedicated, no excuses, no showing up late, not mm -hmm. I got to go do this and that. No, you're here. You're mm -hmm. here to learn. You're going to prove to us that you want it. Mm -hmm. Does it have a positive impact, do you think? I mean, having gone through that, do you think it, it's more likely that they'll stay there and, and want to work with you guys for a long time into the future? Yeah, absolutely. Just, I think we're about two and a half weeks into it. And the guys that are still left in the program are just pumped. Like mm -hmm. they're so excited every day um, to see what they're learning and being part of that process and knowing that we created it just for them. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. got a huge positive aspect. Uh, what went into kind of developing a curriculum for the program? Uh, I worked on that personally and, you know, uh -huh. a lot of the team helped me with it internally and, you know, just, basically taking our process that we've already got in the body shop and, you know, stretching that out over like a, you know, four to five week process. And it's a lot to think about, especially, you know, I've been in some training classes and kind of that helped me, mm -hmm. uh, help develop that process. But yeah, it's, it's a lot to think about and, you know, mm -hmm. understand, you know, how you're going to teach that process, who's going to teach it, um, how long it's going to be, but yeah, it was, it's probably about, uh, 90 days of, really putting pen to paper and understanding how it would play out to, you know, to get it all laid out. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's something that other shops could, could uh, use in, as inspiration, maybe not on the scale where they're getting 400 applicants, but I mean, do you think that translates across the spectrum? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think what we've seen, you know, we've got tons of ads out indeed, you know, everything mm -hmm. all over the place. And I think, what was eye-opening is a lot of the applicants 
basically said that they didn't want to apply before because they didn't have the skill Mm -hmm. or they thought they wouldn't make it or they didn't know enough to just jump on board. So being able to see that they could learn and get paid with the company and, you know, we would teach them, you know, Mm -hmm. what they would be doing, you know, that's what attracted everybody is I don't have to have skill. I just got to have a good head on my shoulders, be a hard Mm -hmm. worker and be a team player. I mean, do you think that's going to ultimately lead to, to just a, a better group of employees for you guys, knowing that you're starting out with kind of the intangibles? Uh, I think we've got a really great team. We've done some great hiring over the years, but mm-hmm. I think it helps us instead of the the individual hires and putting, you know, six months here and there and just taking a gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a better plan for us to do it by groups and be able to train them in groups. Um, yeah, by far. Okay. I'm kind of switching gears a little bit. I mean, do you guys still do any just fully custom work there or is it all uh, on the production side? Yeah, we've, we've really dialed it down to maybe one or two a year. If that um, Mm -hmm. takes up a lot of production space, you know, we've got four assembly lines now, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, anybody that builds any type of custom vehicle, you know, understands how much that goes into it and the emails, the phone calls and the chasing parts and, Mm -hmm. you know, every little thing has a different decision and timeline. You know, if you're building a million dollar car, I mean, you're talking about a two to three year build and, you know, sometimes longer Mm -hmm. and it's, it just requires so much effort that, you know, we love doing it. It's not for the, you know, the, we don't have the passion in it. It's just most the industry is going towards production and we understand that. Mm Mm-hmm. Do, do you still use it to kind of help inform what you guys do on the production side? Yeah, a little bit, you know, I think what people's vision of what custom is and what production is, is starting to change. Mm-hmm. Um, RF 250 that we built, you know, high roller that was at SEMA. It's been to a couple other shows. It was featured on Jay Leno. That was a mm-hmm. production model truck that we built yeah. in 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the public looks at it and they, they see it as a custom truck, but when you really tell them, Hey, this is a 14 week build. This is, mm-hmm. this is something we did on our assembly line. They're like, you know, Oh, like this is, <laughs> this is pretty crazy, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, we kind of almost use that model, which is our custom side kind of shifted to our R&D department now is where we kind of build the first model and get it launched. But yeah, it kind of has that flair to it of getting the first model out and, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, I guess that answers your question. Yeah, it does kind of drive it a little bit, but I think cool. once you get it out there, people kind of understand. Yeah. Uh, um, I know you mentioned earlier, and I don't want you to give too much away if you, if you uh, don't want to, but um, with the electrification, I mean, is that something that you guys have really been exploring and uh, um, what's that process been like? A uh, huge learning curve. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been fun. Um, guys got a lot of hard work in it. Um, got some got some big plans for it. I can't really dive into the models, but yeah, um, super exciting. But yeah, we've got some got some electric uh, things in motion and uh, I think the, the world's going to see what it is this year. Yeah. Uh, from the installer side, is that you know, taking much kind of relearning or developing new processes just for converting or even just working on electric cars? Yeah, absolutely. The process is totally different. You know, you're, you're used to, you know, transmissions and transfer cases and exhaust and all these things. And now you're dealing with where do I put these batteries? <laughs> you know, <so laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a whole different mindset, weight distribution, you know, because you, everything just usually has its place that it always goes in. So mm-hmm. it definitely has you thinking outside the box of how to build the vehicle, you know, versus what you're used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you feel like you're kind of opened up creatively now that 
the, the logistics of a build are totally different. Yeah, absolutely. The the creativity it, it it's actually been a um, a breath of fresh air for the guys that have been working on it. You know, because mm-hmm. it totally shifts their vision, and you know, it's a whole different mindset of of how to build a vehicle and all the things that go into it. But yeah, it's it's been super positive, and I think the guys are you know really enjoying the the idea of how to build an electric vehicle. Yeah. Cool. Um, again, changing gears a little bit. You mentioned, uh, you were on the, on Jay Leno's show. What was that like? Man, it was phenomenal. You know, growing up watching Leno on TV and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's always seemed like a genuine guy and, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to spend most of the day with him, you know, out in Burbank and it's kind of like hanging out with your grandpa, man, that knows everything (laughs) about cars. You know, he's just super laid back. He's, you know, everything that you would assume in person, just super genuine, really appreciative of a American made product. And, you know, somebody that's trying to do something in the States and build a good product that lasts, you know, you don't, you don't see a whole lot of resto mod style, you know, builds in his collection. So it was Mm -hmm. cool to really, you know, see him drive the truck and appreciate all the hard work that the team had in it and, you know, compliment the things that you won't, you wouldn't really think anybody would point out but he definitely found all of those things cool well awesome well cody thanks for coming on the show we'll be on the lookout for some of these projects you got coming up yeah awesome thanks for having me i really enjoyed it thanks again to cody for hopping on the show this month if you want to learn more about velocity modern classics head to their website velocityrestorations.com If you enjoyed the discussion, head over to Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts to listen to any of our previous episodes. Also, if you want to keep up with all the latest news in the automotive aftermarket, head over to theshopmag.com to subscribe to our print magazine and daily email newsletter. That's all I've got for this episode, so thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. Cheers. Cheers.